0: to uh, another edition of the Belleville Sends podcast. Another live on location, live-ish on location edition of the Belleville Sends podcast. And we are at the Senators' March break Open practice, there are plenty of sense fans here watching the boys put their uh, reps in ahead of a crucial trio of games this week against North Division opponents as uh, the Senators will take on the Utica Comets on Wednesday and then head to Cleveland to round out their season series with the Monsters this weekend. David Foote, Joel Vanderland here with you as always and uh, so glad to have you with us this week on Episode 9 of the Belleville Sense podcast we will take you through last week's road trip and get you set up for those three important games. And we'll try to clarify the playoff picture a little bit for you as well because it is getting as murky as it ever has been. And it always seems to be in the American Hockey League, league-wide, but specifically here in the North Division. Uh, senators come into the week, Joel. Still on the outside looking in, just a point behind the Laval Rocket uh, as of the recording of this podcast on Tuesday morning. Senators sitting in 6th place with 57 points. The Rocket in 5th place with 58 points. Rochester Americans are in 4th place with 59 points. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but that's probably the most attainable spot for the Senators unless they go on an absolute heater here through the last dozen or so games of the season and they get a whole bunch of help. Um, that's going to be the key, I think, is the help.
1: Yeah, I think that's the way you have to look at it, especially with Rochester having those three games in hand uh, as we go into this week. And Laval Rochester playing each other twice uh, this week, so you hope there's no three-point uh, matchups and then obviously the, the the big thing and the thing we're going to be circling on the calendar this week is those two games in Cleveland where Cleveland from the back end is pushing up. They're only two points out of a playoff position as well with three games in hand over Belleville.
0: Yeah, and uh, the last chance that the Senators had to either make or lose ground directly against the Monsters, it's, it's going to be one of those weekends where if Belleville can win both games, uh, aside from Cleveland, I think having... Yeah, a handful of games in hand. um, They'll put themselves in a much better spot. It's also one of those weekends that if they lose both games it's going to be really tough to come back given those games in hand. We'll get into the playoff picture uh, coming up later on in the program. We're also going to play for you an interview with one of the newest Senators, Graham McPhee, as uh, he's been acquired from the Bakersfield Condors in exchange for defenseman Xavier Bernard. Uh, a bunch of moves for, for the Sens last week. Uh, we'll run you through all of those over the course of this episode. Let's start with the results, though. Senators on a three-game road trip. Uh, it started... With a crucial matchup in Laval, Last chance to make up ground against the Rocket directly. And a team that the Senators have had the number of all season long. And boy, did that theme ever continue on Wednesday night at Bell It really did.
1: And I think when you look back at that hockey game, everything was clicking. The, the penalty kill was great. The power play was exceptional with four power play tallies. And then you get a little bit of adversity, a little bit of drama, as Luke Richardson <laughs> has to come in for... Um, Ferguson there, Dylan Ferguson, and they combined to make 38 saves. So all in all, just uh, a tremendous hockey game and
0: all phases really clicking for David Bell's squad. You know, maybe we'll play the interview with Luke Richardson as well uh, on the show this week because it's been just such a journey, such an adventure for the Queens University Gale graduate. Um, You know, played in Bridgeport a few weeks ago, made his pro debut. We talked about it here on the show. Um, on a last-minute call. Again, he gets called kind of last-minute to, to come and back up and help out. And then, of course, uh, Dylan Ferguson goes down, and, and Richardson's got to jump in, not just jump into a game in Bridgeport where there's 600 people in an empty building, and the game is uh, you know maybe not as important. This was a critical game for the Senators. There was 8,000 screaming fans inside Plass Bell. It's not an easy place to step in and, and help win a game, and uh, he did just that. The unfortunate part for Richie is that, He's not the goaltender of records, so it doesn't go down as his first career AHL win, but uh, he did exactly what the Senators needed if um, you know, we ignore the four power play goals and everything else. He was really a big piece in that win.
1: He really was, and uh, I think probably you saw it uh, the guys around the room after the game giving him congratulations, and, and they know what, what he did for them, and um, they, they got a respect to respect him coming in on short notice and, and really giving them a solid effort, and then... Uh, he's got to go again later in the week and and asserts himself well again and uh, I think we're talking a little bit off the off the record here that he's making his way into getting a pro deal out of this probably Um, he's getting tape scouts are watching him in all these buildings they're seeing how he handles adversity like you said 8,000 screaming fans he comes in cool calm collected he's put up great numbers at U sports level he was very good in the OHL as well so um, I think for him, it's it's the land of opportunity, and he's making the most of it.
0: Yeah, it's just another example of the development that goes on in the American Hockey League. And and we talk to fans here in, in the Bay of Quinney region about that all the time. Um, the fans that miss the Ontario Hockey League and the development that goes on there. It's all the same. It's just the next stage of that development. You've got a guy who's been through the ringer in the Ontario Hockey League, he's been through the ringer in U Sports uh, with Queen's University, and now signing a professional tryout and using that tryout to his advantage. Like you say, I think he's going to set himself up nicely to if not get another look from the Senators as a depth signing next season. Somebody will probably take a look at Luke Richardson and say, hey, uh, this guy might uh, have a little bit of something. So that's just the type of impact that these spot starts can make uh, for a young up-and-coming goaltender. And again, he was a huge, huge piece uh, in that 5-1 win at Laval last Wednesday that really set the tone. I think, for the road trip at that point. Um, the we were back within just a point or two of the playoffs. Everybody's kind of got that on their mind that, uh, you know, it's not out of reach right now if we keep playing the way we are. And they're on a five-game point streak now. We've, they've won, what, uh, seven or eight of their last 11 or 12 games. Like, this team is playing its best hockey of the season
1: Right now, and that's exactly what you want. Yeah, they are, and I think too. You look at all the phases of, of the game. The power play's gotten going. The PK's been outstanding of of recent. And um, I think we talked about it a little bit on last week's podcast. The stamp David Bell's making now defensively. Um, this team's very tight defensively, and, and um, they're they're poised for these these tightly contested games, which we we've come to know down the stretch. And um, every point is so valuable and. Uh, you, you look at, maybe later in the week, two losses, but two very valuable points gained, and you still win the week that way when you, when you get four out of the six. So um, a really positive week overall, and I think we're starting to see um, the resolve of this team. They're starting to get a little bit healthier, um, uh, especially up front. And with the defense, we they've been able to run out the same six guys uh, consistently consistently. So um, for the Belleville Senators, they're, they're playing their best hockey at the right time, and uh, the fans got to be excited about that.
0: Some of that uh, best hockey also came in a pair of overtime losses. They win in uh, Laval on the Wednesday night. They head to Utica on the Friday night. A strong road effort again and um, a controversial penalty shot in the first period, kind of changing the flow of the game a little bit. We're not going to dwell on that too much, though, um, interim head coach David Bell was not pleased uh, after the game and um, nobody was uh, to be honest it, it was one of those plays that really did change the complexion of the game and I think just a little bit more adversity for the Senators to face this season because there hasn't been enough of that and uh, they did that, they, they played a strong game in another difficult building another place where this team hasn't had a lot of success uh, over the course of its franchise history but you earn a point with a 4-3, uh, 4-3 overtime loss Richardson plays the whole game, sees less shots, still does enough to keep the Senators in the game. Again, Lassie Thompson stayed hot. Angus Cruikshank and Igor Sokolov got in the mix there on, on Wednesday as well. And then um, you make the overnight travel to Lehigh Valley, uh, Allentown. you got to play in another difficult building against another team that's not battling to get into the playoffs but fighting for a higher seed and perhaps an easier opponent in the first round. And home ice, of course. And uh, same thing, Sends jump out to a lead, they hold it until into the final minute, Lehigh Valley scores late, and then they win in overtime. Uh, a couple of heartbreaking losses, but as you said earlier, Joel, you still earn a couple points, and uh, I think just for the confidence of this team and knowing that they can hang with just about anybody, it's important to get uh, results like that.
1: Yeah, and I think for the offense, especially when, when you're able to beat uh, Sam Ursa on a goalie of his caliber, the way they did in that game with and barely so like, any shots. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that's the type of goal you're gonna you're gonna face if you make it into the postseason. And um they know that they can beat players of his caliber now. John Quenville, two goals with a really pretty play uh with Mitch Hurd on that two on one. I think we'll hear that later in the in the show as well. And uh Roby Reventi just keeps going. He just keeps scoring. I think he's got eight goals in his last eleven games, so uh, I think in the weekly Recap: I called him a sophomore phenom, <laughs> um, but that's just the way he's been playing. And um, there's a reason why they're they're collecting points of, of late, and it's been this opportunistic scoring that they've had, and it's players coming along. It's John Quenville getting settled in Belleville now, Mitch Hurd getting settled. I know he's a player that's really respected in the room and around the league. And then you get your top your top offensive youngsters going. Igor Sokolov's been going all year. Roby Orventi's healthy. Uh, Angus Cruikshank, what can you say about him? Just always buzzing around there, um, being a really impactful player for this team. And then it trickles down. Ryan Bednar makes that start uh, on an ECHL recall. And he makes 28 saves in a tough mm-hmm. building. And Cooper Morody, who's uh, hot as all can be, is the guy that beats him.
0: And he's uh, been named the AHL's Player of the Week as well for his uh, hat trick. And uh, I think he had three, I think he had the penalty hat trick as well yeah. against Belville the other the other night, um, but yeah, Bednar another strong performance. Let's just talk about Roby Arvinte for one second. Um, you mentioned the heater that he's on right now, and uh, Alex Smith, our social media uh, guru, and I talked about this uh, over the course of the trip. Remember the fact that Roby Arvinte missed thirty games due to injury. Could you imagine if he had been healthy from the start of the season, didn't miss? Thirty games, uh, you know, uh, almost a half of the season, and uh, was in the lineup all the time. He would probably be battling with Igor Sokolov for the team points lead. Yeah, and probably I, I, giving Angus Cruikshank a run for his money in the team goal scoring lead. Yeah, he would be run, I think he'd be running away with
1: it if you if you kind of look at it. And don't don't forget, he's learning a new position on the fly as as we go here. He's playing center, and he's. He's been uh, a lot more responsible. He's been playing a a better 200-foot game than we saw last year where where he came in in the league as a a youngster, a 19-year-old. We we can't forget that. And uh, you can tell that he's really starting to figure out the American Hockey League. And uh, I think that goal that he scored in Lehigh Valley is just the the epitome of the player. He can be coming in off the rush and just, hey, I'm going to beat you one-on-one. I'm going to beat you clean with a shot. I know I can do it. And then he celebrates with uh, with his necklace.
0: <laughs> In his mouth. In his mouth. So I
1: know Alex uh, Smith had a little bit of fun with that on the social media as well. Uh posting that clip uh, with him uh, all iced out, as the kids would say.
0: You know what? Let's uh, let's play that interview with Roby. Why don't we? Because he's been the hot t- hand of late. He's been the topic of discussion. So uh, here's uh, a few minutes with Roby Arvente. Uh, then we'll come back and uh, we'll go through all the transactions that we had this week. We'll set you up for the rest uh, of the program here on Episode 9 of the Belleville Sends Podcast.
1: Alright, Roby. Uh, you've been playing center now for about a month. How has that gone for you? And have you liked the position?
2: Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, first couple of games were a little bit tough and a lot of new things to learn, but uh, I think my like, overall defensive game is going better every, every game, so that makes it a lot easier. So, yeah, it's just looking forward to stay, staying there and uh, feel like I get to puck more in the middle, so it's kind of fun.
1: How has that uh, kind of helped you to focus more on your defense uh, with the added responsibilities of playing center ice?
2: Yeah, of course, when you have more res- responsibilities uh, to play D, uh, you need to focus more on that. And It uh, starts from the face-off and everything. I have, a, I have a lot to learn on that position, so just trying to do my best every, every, game, every game and every day to, to be better at that.
1: Uh, how have you liked playing under uh, Dave Bell as well since he's taken over, and he's put a lot of responsibility on your plate. Yeah,
2: yeah, I've had a blast. Uh, I love the play, I love the play, and I love it when he trusts me and puts me on puts me the ice in different situations. So, yeah, it's been fun, and I hope to keep playing good and prove that I can, I can play a responsible game. Uh,
1: you're probably on your
2: best stretch as a Belleville Senator of late. Um,
1: can you kind of talk me through how that's uh, that's been to you? Is it kind of getting healthy now um, and just kind of getting comfortable to the American Hockey League?
2: Yeah, uh, tough injury after that. I feel like it took a while to get my legs back and like timing and everything. So, yeah, it's, it's going better, obviously, every day. And, uh, yeah, just keep working every day and every game. So,
1: How much did Craig Belfour and Kevin Koza help you through that injury? Like you mentioned, really tough, uh, a knee injury to come back from. But uh, you have great staff here in Belleville.
2: Yeah, uh, I have to give a lot of credit to those guys. They helped me a lot. Every morning I came in here and worked with them, so a big credit goes to them. Yeah, it's, it was a hard process and uh, tough mentally too, but it's, I'm, I'm glad to be back in now.:
1: You're still a really young player. You've played a lot of pro hockey in Finland and now in the American Hockey League. How do you see your, your progression going uh, from maybe game one of the American Hockey League to now?
2: Yeah, I think it's a different player than, than I, what I was when I came in here. Uh, I think um, I can I can still score goals and uh, produce in the offense, but I think I'm more responsible responsibility you now on me, and I try to be overall better player on both both ways. So I think that's that's the biggest biggest part of my game is improve. Uh, you made the playoffs here
1: last year. You're in a big playoff race now. How big is this game in Laval on Wednesday night? And then uh, two tough road games in Utica and Lehigh Valley.
2: Yeah, we were a good stretch right now. Uh, team, believes in, team believes in us. And I think when we play our best and play to our structure, we can we can beat everyone. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a must win for us, but I, I think we'll get it done.
1: Uh, you talked about David Bell and the support he's given you. What about the support from Pierre Dorian, uh, Ryan Bonus, and the executives up in Ottawa?
2: Uh, I haven't talked to them. Uh, it, it's only yeah. Belsey and our, our coaching staff here. So, yeah. And then I guess
1: just finally, Roby, uh, what are your thoughts on, on the team uh, of late uh, since the, the coaching change and how has that helped your game
2: offensively? Yeah, we had a couple, couple tough games when we had that coaching change, but after uh, that we, we started playing to our own structure and uh, what Belsey wants us to do, and I, I feel we've been doing a great job of that lately. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've took a next step maybe on my offense to go to the net and uh, shoot a lot and try to score goals. And uh, I think Bell City told that a couple of days ago to you guys that I uh, play better on defense, so it gives me more time on ozone. So I'll try, try to work, that, work on
1: that too. Do you feel like you're scoring goals in different ways this season now? Last year it was a lot of the, the one-timer and kind of growing into your game. Do you feel you're you're finding more ways to be goalies at this league now that you're you're comfortable?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think I scored probably my all my last year's goals in one-timer, so I just try to go on net a lot now and uh, score those dirty goals too. All right, yeah. thanks, Robbie. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks,
0: There sends forward Roby Yervente uh, from early last week, chatting with Joel. And again, can't say enough about uh, how far Roby has come this season and the impact he's made of late for the Senators. We hope that will continue into the three games this week. Playoff picture. I uh, kind of mentioned it off the start of the show. Sends enter the week just a point out of the playoffs. No games to make up directly against Laval, but uh, they obviously will play three times this week and. Uh, will hopefully try to make up some points uh, throughout the course of the week. Yeah, and I think with the
1: Belleville Centers, it starts off with an opportunity to get right back against the Utica Comets and uh, get back in the good graces against them. And then, uh, like we mentioned on the top of the show, they got to beat the Cleveland Monsters twice and, and make sure that they can't push uh, any more than they have been fr- from the bottom half there. And um, Only a point behind with three games in hand, so uh, those are major... Uh, major games with with, uh, huge playoff implications.
0: All right, let's get into some of the transactions from the last week. Uh, Some are guys who have come and gone, including Max Newton, who was with the team in Hershey for a game, came to Belleville, was here for a game or two, and then released from his PTO. Uh, We talked briefly about the trade. Xavier Bernard uh, sent to Bakersfield uh, in exchange for Graham McPhee. So it's a defenseman for a forward swap, but it does add a little bit more I think grit and determination not that the Sens needed much more of that but they get some more of it up front
1: Yeah, he's a hard-nosed player and I think uh, Ryan Bonus, in his quote said he was a good penalty killer, um, which is something that you can always use, uh, especially in your bottom six, so uh, Xavier Bernard played well for this organization for the last two years and uh, Graham McPhee uh, certainly will do that as well and kind of a similar type uh, hockey trade, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Hard-nosed defenseman for for hard-nosed forwards, so uh, Ryan Bonus uh, certainly active on the phones this week.
0: Yeah, uh, part of that also was getting Luke Richardson back from uh, Queens University, where he hasn't been playing. It's not like this guy's been practicing. He's, uh, you know, he's in game shape. He's out there all the time. He has been in class for the last three or four weeks plus not playing hockey. And uh, we'll talk to him and we'll talk to Graham McPhee in our next segment of Episode 9. Um, so you can hear a little bit more about their stories and how they're settling in. Uh, but Luke Richardson back on a uh, on a PTO and still here. He's down at practice this morning. Again, we are uh, recording Episode 9 during the Sands March break open practice. Um, Christian's Rubens uh, getting dealt away to Calgary for future considerations. Uh, the trade that really does impact this team, I think, is uh, Jace Howerluck to New Jersey, and the Senators get Dylan Bluejus, the big defenseman from Utica. It's basically a Bluejus for Howerluck swap, but because of the paperwork and uh, two-way contracts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that. But you boil it down, that's basically the trade-off. And I think the Senators, who uh, have a a uh, bit of depth at forward, I think we can say that, at least in terms of the number of bodies. A little bit of help on the back end, especially in an emergency basis with the way this team blocks shots. Not a bad thing. Dylan Bluejus, I think, will uh, really add another level to this group on the blue line once he gets settled in.
1: Yeah, another, like you mentioned, another big defenseman. He comes in, and he's played 19 games with Utica this season. He's got five points. He's a plus six, so uh, really good numbers coming in, and uh, Bevel Bulls fans will know him from his days with the Brampton and North Bay
0: Battalion as Brampton well. Brampton and North Bay, that's yeah, right. Yeah, he, uh, made, he made the trip up north.
1: So um, a player that's had a pedigree, second-round pick by Tampa back in, in 2012, so uh, I think he played in his 350th AHL game earlier in the season as well, so... Um, definitely a player that's gonna bring some leadership uh, some experience uh, to this to this locker room and you look throughout his his course uh, of his career he's always around the plus mark or or a plus player and uh, puts up some some points too on the back end for a defensive defenseman so uh, David Bell will certainly like to have another hard-nosed blue liner in his uh, core
0: Yeah, without a doubt he would. The last transaction was Ryan Bednard signed to a PTO ahead of the game in Lehigh Valley, played that game and um, has been released from his PTO. But we thank uh, Ryan for his service on the weekend, helping the Sens get through a tough week. Again, they still get four out of six points on the week. That's the positive. Sets them up nicely for this uh, three-game set against divisional opponents Utica and Cleveland coming up this week. We'll tee those up in a little bit. Uh, When we come back, we will hear from... Graham McPhee, New Sands forward, Luke Richardson, Kingston uh, University student, Queens University student out in Kingston. Uh, And then we'll set up this week against uh, the Comets and the Monsters after that. We'll leave you with this week's highlight of the week, courtesy of Mitch Hurd and John Quenville in Lehigh Valley. All the way around. Now here's a stretch feed up ahead for Quenville. He's got Hurd with him. Quenville across, Hurd, back to Quenville, he scores! What a passing play from Mitch Hurd and John Quenville after the long outlet pass connects. And Q has got two for the Senators tonight. So nine of the Belleville Sends podcast continuing on. David Foote and Joel Vanderland here. Thanks for tuning in wherever it is you're listening. And please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever it is you're listening. And give us a rating and a review. Five stars is always best as we continue to build on this uh, brand new venture here with the Belleville Senators. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to get you set for the three games this week. At home against Utica and then in Cleveland for two and uh, we recapped the four point week for the Sands on their three game road trip last weekend to Utica and Laval and Lehigh Valley. And a couple of the guys that came up in that conversation, we just happened to have tape from. Uh, so we're uh, going to leave you now with first a discussion with Graham McPhee the uh, newest forward for the Belleville Senators. And uh, then we'll pop back in, we'll discuss that, and then we'll talk about uh, Luke Richardson, one of the newest goaltenders for the Belleville Senators. So here is uh, forward Graham McPhee, just acquired from the Bakersfield Condors uh, in California. How's it going, Graham? Uh, Welcome to Belleville.
3: It's going great. I'm uh, really excited to join the group. Uh, all the guys have welcomed me with open arms, so I'm just looking forward to helping out where I can and help the team win.
0: Yeah, um, uh, how did you find out about the, the trade? What have the last few days been like uh, for you joining the team in the middle of a road trip here?
3: Yeah, I was told on Tuesday our GM brought me in and let me know I was traded to Belleville and uh, told my wife, went home, took a two days to pack up, and now I'm here. So.
0: Yeah, how does the family react to news like that? I, I guess it's always something that's kind of a possibility, yeah. but... Yeah, they
3: understand it's part of the hockey business so it is what it is and she's happy for me for a new opportunity and chance to play so everything's good on that front
0: Uh, yeah you mentioned good first impressions of the group here um how do you feel joining this team at, at a pretty important uh, juncture in, in the season for the Senators?
3: It's always fun to play important hockey games. So you know, I'm just I'm just looking to help wherever I can, and, and it seems like a great group from what I've seen. So I'm I'm really excited.
0: Chatting with the Sens forward, Graham McPhee, uh, for the fans uh, in Belleville who might not be familiar with you, um, how would you describe your play style? Who are maybe some of the guys that you uh, model your game after?
3: Uh, I'd say I'm a two way forward. I play a hard nosed game, um, responsible on my own end, but I can also help offensively i'd say i'm like a like an ivan Barbashev type of player like hard strong guy yeah um, so yeah
0: uh, what about off the ice how do you uh keep busy when when you're not i guess in the middle of the hockey season yeah
3: i used to golf quite a bit I had a couple of shoulder surgeries so i haven't golfed in a while but i'm a big fisherman uh i like to fish every day in the summer when i can um so yeah that's about it
0: uh, where do you call home in the summertime
3: uh, I spend most of my summers in Boston, like Martha's Vineyard area. Yep. Uh, my family's in Vegas, but most of the time on the East Coast.
0: So if you like to fish, you'll have to hang around the Bay Quinny for a, a little yeah, bit. Good fishing sure. uh, there uh, in, in the Belleville area. Um, obviously, uh, your dad, George, is a, a pretty high-level executive in, in the NHL. Um, uh, what kind of impact did he have uh, on your career, and what's it like? I guess growing up uh, so close to kind of that side of the game. Uh,
3: you know, I've been so lucky to have him as, as a mentor and, and be around NHL players, NHL locker rooms my whole life. But you know, he, he's let me pave my own path. But he's also he's he's an amazing resource for me to get information from and kind of guide me through this uh, hockey journey. So.
0: Uh, but speaking of that journey, uh, it took you over to Europe for a season as well. Uh, spent a year in Vienna. What was that experience like?
3: Uh, one of the coolest experiences of my life. Yeah. Um, there wasn't a, a place to play during the COVID year, and they reached out and I went. Over there and, and had an unbelievable time. Met some great guys, but it was a cool experience for sure.
0: Yeah, how much different was it over there uh, compared
3: to what you're used to here? Uh, it's different hockey, bigger ice surface, so it's a more skilled and skating game versus a hard nosed game in the American League. But you know, I can I can play any style. So
0: uh, you played uh, your whole AHL career in Bakersfield yeah. in the Western Conference. Uh, are you looking forward to maybe getting a look at some of these teams over in the East? And, and do you have any expectations on um, what that uh, the I guess play style is going to be like yeah.
3: yeah I'm not sure how different it'll be but the American Hockey League's the second best league in the world so it's going to be hard hard to play these games but you know what I'm, I'm just looking forward to helping the team where I can so.
0: um, you are uh, pretty familiar with a couple guys playing in Ottawa right now with Brady Kachuk and Josh Norris from the U.S. Development Program yeah. um, how neat is it to kind of be in the same organization as them and do, yeah. do you talk to those guys at all?
3: Um, I know Brady probably better than I know Norris, um, but that's a great hockey family that I've known for a long time. Um, I talked to Brady here and there, but not not for a while. Um, But yeah, it's awesome to have some familiar faces in the same organization.
0: Uh, And I always like to ask the guys who went through the the National Development Program, because it's a little bit different than what we have here in Canada, um, about that experience and and how much of a building block foundation that was for you in in now your pro career. Yeah, it's, it's an incredible place for development
3: for younger players. You
0: know, you guys
3: come from all over the country and it's all the best kids in the world Um, so it's great to be competitive every day in practice and get pushed by all the best players so it was great for my development at that age.
0: All right, lastly, um, only about a dozen or so games left here in the regular season. What are you hoping to accomplish uh, in uh, in that short time?
3: Yeah, you know, I'm just helping the team. Uh, if we can score goals, we're going to do that. I don't want to get scored on, but you know what? I just want to be a reliable guy to the coaches that they
0: can throw out in whatever situation they want and just do my job. i right, looking forward to seeing you play. Uh, thanks again for the time, Graham. Appreciate it, and uh, welcome to Belleville again. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Newest Senators forward, Graham McPhee. Pretty well-spoken uh, young man, and... Uh, I always feel for those guys who got a wife and uh, family and they've got to relocate and this isn't just a three-hour relocation this is a cross-continent California to Ontario relocation and uh, you know given the complexity of that situation he seems to be taking it in stride.
1: Yeah he he definitely is and I think he asserted himself well uh, in his debut in Lehigh Valley physical player like we mentioned uh, uh, throughout the show and a type of player that this team can kind of look to to build on and kind of use as a penalty killer and uh, a good, solid left winger in, in the bottom six. And it's never bad to have more depth. And I think he's a player that knows his role now, played well at Boston College, played at the U.S. program, so uh, a pedigree player as well. And uh, a player that Ryan Bonus uh, went out and sought um, mm-hmm. in trade. And I think he'll fit in just nice here as the games kind of get a little more chippy as we've seen over the last couple weeks. And um, a player that certainly isn't uh, shy, um, doesn't shy away from physical play or, or penalty killing or eating pucks. And that's what this team is going to need to continue to do to to make the playoffs.
0: And you want to talk about depth. The Senators have had to reach way down into the bag of goaltenders this season when um, – Ryan Bednard played in Lehigh Valley the other day. He became the eighth goaltender to dress in-game action for the Senators this season. They've had closer to 11 or 12 on the roster this year, which is nothing new for this team. That's three straight years that they've used at least seven goalies. But um, one of those guys is Luke Richardson, who we talked about a fair bit in the first part of the program, former Kitchener Ranger, and uh, played at Queens University where his season ended. Since his season ended, he has twice been called upon by the Belleville Senators to just join the team to back up. And twice he's been tossed into action in an emergency situation, uh, basically stone cold. Uh, Let's hear from Luke Richardson about that experience on Episode 9 of the Belleville Sense Podcast. And the goaltender, Luke Richardson, not the other one. How often does uh, that come up, uh, the obviously uh, famous Luke Richardson with the Senators organization? Um,
4: When I was, like, first getting drafted to the OHL, it came up a lot. Uh, Scouts would always joke about being, like, oh you're not the luke richardson that played or whatever like that but uh it's
0: kind of died down over the years but yeah i still get it once in a while that's pretty funny yeah uh, we appreciate you taking some time for us as well uh, i know you're starting uh tonight which is uh, awesome uh for you and it's been such a wild uh, few weeks uh, for you i would imagine
4: yeah it's been uh, it's been crazy the last couple weeks you know i wasn't uh our season ended uh pretty much two and a half weeks ago and i uh, wasn't expecting uh too much to get a call and uh I got one and it was kind of a rush. I was back home and had to rush to Belleville and then uh, catch a drive all the way to Toronto to catch a plane uh, but that was a busy day so and then even this trip was uh, pretty crazy too and being in class and getting a call and having to go right to Laval so
0: yeah, getting the first hand experience of the adventure that is the American Hockey League without a doubt um, let's talk about that uh, debut in Bridgeport obviously the game didn't go great but um, for a young goaltender making your pro debut when you look across the ice and uh, Corey Schneider is over there with his whatever 600 plus pro games uh, what's that uh, feeling like and, and what was the experience like overall uh, overall it was pretty you know going into the game I was a little nervous but once it started I
4: uh, felt right at home obviously we didn't get the result but I felt it got better as the game went on but uh you know, playing against Corey, or Corey Schneider too—that's uh, pretty surreal. Um, you know, he's had a great career, even in the NHL. So uh, to have my first game against him was pretty, uh, pretty cool.
0: Um, how tough is it to get back up to game shape you mentioned that your season ended a few weeks back um, is it difficult to to kind of slide back in like that how do you how do you prepare yourself when you haven't been uh, practicing or playing as often as usual
4: yeah it was a, it was a little tough uh, i was off the ice for a week going into that bridgeport game so my morning skate that day was my first time on in a week uh, but you know it was pretty quick uh, fast-paced practice so i got into it really quick um you no, know, maybe one more might have been a little bit better but I uh, can't complain it got me right back in game shape quick.
0: Um mentioned you played with the Kitchener Rangers and the Queens Gales as well. Um, what have you noticed in terms of the difference in uh, maybe competitiveness or uh, or anything really between the OHL, U Sports and, and now the American Hockey League? Um, yeah just from
4: U Sports and the OHL it's honestly uh, it's pretty similar. It's uh, not much of a change. Uh you know, just going into U sports, I'd probably say it's a little bit uh, harder shots, bigger guys, uh, just like a few years older. Uh, then coming here, I noticed quite a bit of a difference with just like the pace of the game. Uh, traffic in front was probably one of the biggest things I noticed. It's, you know, you really got to be- battle to uh, find that buck and make the save.
0: Um, you were uh, teammates at Queens with Anthony Popovich, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've been there with three years with him. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good kid. Belleville boy as well got a chance to, to e-bug last season for us. Um, uh, did you chat with him at all when uh, when you got the call to, to come to the Sens? Uh, no, I, I
4: honestly didn't have really much time to chat with any. Anyone, but uh, you know, we talked about it when I got back a bit,
0: but other than that, not too much. So, um, you mentioned you've only had a handful of practices with the team, but what's it been like in uh, the early going working with uh, a guy like Justin Peters? Um,
4: you know, I've only been on the ice a couple times, but uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy and uh, he knows his
0: stuff, so uh, I'm just looking every time I'm out there with him to learn and uh, see what I can improve. Yeah, and lastly, I guess, what are your uh, goals? I suppose uh, you never know how long you're going to be here on, on a PTO, but um, what are you hoping to accomplish during your time here? I just want to like get better every day,
4: um, help the team you know, in their playoff push here and uh, see what happens from there. But other than that, I'm just
0: going to do my game and help everyone out. Well, happy to have you here. I uh, appreciate the time, Luke. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks again to both uh, Luke Richardson and to Graham McPhee for their time uh, over the week. uh, We did run those interviews on the broadcast, but we always like to give people a a second chance to hear them if they miss them. And uh, Just two unique stories And uh, for a guy like Luke Richardson who we're watching just below us here from uh, the McFarland's Pub during the Belleville Sins open practice. uh, You mentioned it earlier. it's, It's just such a big opportunity for him, and he's absolutely taking the reins and seizing it.
1: He definitely is, and you look at his track record in the U Sports ranks and the awards and the accolades he's been able to build up through there, and now you look at him assuring himself well in these games. You mentioned coming in cold a lot of the time or um, a late recall, he has to find his way to Laval and then gets thrown into a game where it's a, a do-or-die game, really, in playoff implications. So um, the way that he's handled himself, the way that he's played, Um, his track record in the Ontario Hockey League his track record with Queen's University it all bodes well for him to to continue to be a professional hockey player which I think is is the end goal for uh, for him as he uh, continues to to make his way up and and like you mentioned he's a studious guy as well Um, it's not easy to to get to Queen's University and and, uh, manage the workload uh, the school workload and then be a top-end athlete as well so um, by all accounts,
0: he's been able to to excel at everything he does, and he's continuing to do that with the Belleville Senators. And for the time being, he will be a member of the Belleville Senators until uh, the goalies get healthy and uh, they're not in need of his extra services anymore. We'll talk about the prospect of uh, the team getting healthy here in our final segment. You also may be wondering um, when we're doing Get to Know Your FO. Going to push that to next week. Uh, It is the open practice and uh, Senior Vice President of Business Operations, uh, Brianne Matthews, Busy uh, chatting with season ticket holders, doing the boss thing. So uh, we'll get her on next week to talk about season seat renewals and more. But when we come back, we tee up this week's trio of games, home against Utica, and then one more trip to Cleveland on the weekend. Stay with us. It's Episode 9 of the Belleville Sens Podcast on the Belleville Sends Entertainment Network and wherever you get your pods. Closing out episode number nine of the Belleville Sends podcast. Uh, Again, you can subscribe to the pod wherever it is you're listening to it. Give us a rating and a review, and we would very much appreciate that. As uh, we're probably running out of podcasts, the season is just blowing by us. Uh, Again, at the time of this recording, uh, on Tuesday morning, the 14th of March, Belleville Senators hosting their open practice with some of the fans here in attendance and as of the recording just 13 games remaining in the 22-23 AHL regular season. Senators magic number and that's the basically the points needed to clinch a playoff spot is 32 which is if you do the math six points more than the available points that they can earn before the end of the season. Now it's not all doom and gloom it doesn't mean that they can't qualify. They're still not mathematically eliminated. But as we said off the top of the show, they are going to need some help, and they are going to have to uh, continue to uh, to win hockey games and uh, at least take single points and to be competitive on a run of uh, games, five straight games with a point. And uh, that was after a three-game win streak, and then now the two back-to-back overtime losses. Uh, sets them up for, I think, three winnable hockey games this week. Wednesday against the Utica Comets, a winning Wednesday here at CAA Arena. Food and drink specials uh, around the rink uh, prior uh, to the game and during uh, as well. But um, it's a chance for some more payback against the Utica team that beat the Senators in overtime in Utica on uh, New Year's Eve. Thumped Belleville pretty good here a couple weeks ago and then beat them in overtime again just last week in Utica. Senators have to realize that they can play with this Comets team. It's not a matter of being outmatched if they bring the effort that they brought on the weekend. Yeah, I
1: think that's exactly how you have to look at it. It's been a lot of close games with the Utica Comets. And um, you look at Utica, and they've kind of vaulted into second place in the North Division now um, after a really strong stretch of play here. But the point differential isn't – it's not like the other divisions where you look and you look at the top of those divisions and it's – and you, and it's you can't catch up, right? It's 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 nine points, which it seems like a lot here. But you beat them head to head. You start getting some some runs of play here, and you're right back into the playoff mix. So for for the Bevel Senators, um, you look ahead and you you look and you say, well, the second place team in the division's coming, but it's not that big of a gap, like you mentioned. They can certainly play with them. They have played with them throughout the season. They've gone to overtime a couple times, so. Um, for the Belleville Senators, it goes back to staying true to what they've done the last, the last week, two weeks now, um, playing that hard defensive style, being opportunistic when you get your chances to score, and then just getting down to the nitty-gritty here and, and making sure that, like they did in Utica, like they did in Lehigh Valley, don't let those points slip away. Because as long as you're collecting points, as we've mentioned with how tight the, the standings are, you're going to be in it till the end.
0: Yeah, and they do have to play Rochester still one more time in the final weekend of the season. That'll probably be the most meaningful game of the year as it was last year uh, against the Amherst. Do have to go to Syracuse once more and, and play the Crunch. And again, a couple of games against the Toronto Marlies who, unlike last year, were battling to get in. And um, that uh, end of the season... Doubleheader with the Marlies could turn into the same thing the Senators had last year, but on the flip side where it's Toronto trying to keep Belleville from qualifying. Um, Again, there's only 13 games left, but there's a lot to be decided uh, right through the American Hockey League, not just here in the uh, North Division, but that's how we set up this week. Utica's going to be tough for sure. Cleveland, uh, it's a bit of a grind. It's a long road trip to get uh, out to the... uh, uh, Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Sorry, it's changed names so many times. So the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, uh, going to be there over St. Patrick's Day weekend, so you, you've got to imagine it's going to be busy. And, um, again, another building where Senators have had success in the past, not so much this season.
1: No, and I think with the Utica, uh, with the the Cleveland Monsters, it's kind of the same thing Belleville's dealt with, right? It's been the recalls. It's been the guys being hurt all year. So. Um, they're kind of coming into form now and they've gotten some big names back from uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and Igor uh, Chinakov who's got six points in his four games over the course of this season and Trey Fix Wolanski's been down now for an extended stretch of play. Uh, he's got 62 points in 49 games so um, I think for the Belleville Senators it's kind of going to be having to keep those guys in, in check and, and making sure that they don't kind of dictate how they want to play in that building and like you mentioned, St. Patty's Day weekend it's going to be rocking. I think uh, the last time you were there, they had eight nine thousand. So yeah, um, they support their team very well there in in the, in Cleveland, and um, they can feel that just like us, they can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Why not us, right? So um, it's going to be a uh, hectic. It's going to be uh, a good kind of measuring point for this team, and a good measuring point for for the Cleveland Monsters as well to kind of see. At the end of the weekend, where do we sit? Are we kind of ahead now, or are we still kind of relying on those games in hand, which I think Cleveland, that's kind of been the talk there, is mm-hmm. we still got the three games in hand, but you still got to win those hockey games, so Belva can kind of put a damper on their, their playoff hopes with a couple wins.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to go both ways. You win both, you're in the saddle, and you've probably pushed another opponent out again those three games in hand, we'll toss those aside for now, worry about them when we have to worry about them. Um, and, and the season series between Belleville and Cleveland has been pretty even. Sens are only 1-3 against the Monsters, but only one game was um, a blowout, if you want to call it that, that 6-2 win in the first game of the doubleheader in February in the last trip to Cleveland. But uh, this is a team the Sens can be competitive uh, against, and once more I think the goaltending is going to be uh, a big focus for the Sens this weekend. Does Dylan Ferguson stay healthy after being injured last week? Can Antoine Bebo get back uh, to action after his now relatively lengthy injury and and get back to the point he was at um, right before he got hurt because he was a big piece for the Senators with Sogard and Mandelaze both up in Ottawa? Um, that's going to be the big question. I don't think the rest of the Senators' game right now has too many question marks. You mentioned it. The special teams are rolling. Power plays clicking um, enough. Maybe not as well as you would like, but it's going more than it has been at times this season. Penalty kill as steady as ever. The offense has been there. Um, and defensively, we've talked about this in, in recent weeks, this team is playing some of its best hockey uh, defensively of, of the entire season. So I think the odds are certainly in Belleville's favor if they can make everything come together here.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And I think, too, when you start looking at, at the depth that this team has on, on on the blue line, Dylan Bluges was was a healthy scratch for two of those games. That's not a player that on most teams is going to be uh, sitting out games. Mm. So they're deep. Christian Rubens was kind of pushed out at, at the end there. He wasn't getting much action. So we wish him all the best uh, with Calgary in, in the American Hockey League there. But they're really deep on the blue line. And they, they're starting to feel it now. Lassie Thompson, the offense is going. Jonathan Aspro is getting back to, to full strength now after a tough injury to start the year, so I think that's the calling card for this team, they have a defensive minded head coach that really relies on that, and you can see that uh, over the last two weeks, three weeks, it's been one goal games, it's been tightly contested games, and it's, uh, those are the type of games that you're going to have to win now um, over these last month and a bit, and uh, I think Bell has been playing that style now for, since David Bell has really taken over, and It's kind of relished uh, playing in those types of hockey games, and I think that's going to bode well. Um, They know how to do it. They've excelled at it recently, um, and I think that's uh, kind of the calling card of this hockey club now, and uh, it's led them back into the playoff race um, with an advantageous position now. Uh, you, You beat Utica, you beat Cleveland a couple times, and hey, you're feeling pretty good about yourself going going into it. So
0: Yeah, the Senators in recent weeks have turned into a uh, defensive-minded, hard-nosed, opportunistic team. And those are three ingredients that can lead you to some success, again, if everything in the mixing bowl comes together the way it's supposed to, and that's what we'll look for this week, to see if the Senators can do that again. Wednesday night, the only chance to see the Sens at home. It's the sixth last home game of the 2023 uh, regular season and you can get tickets for the game Wednesday at Ticketmaster.ca or bellevillesens.com uh, Saturday and Sunday we are in Cleveland to take on the Monsters and those games uh, will be I think 7.05 on Saturday, 3.05 on Sunday so we're on the air at about 6.50 and 2.50 respectively on Saturday and Sunday from uh, Cleveland as the Sens finish off their season series with the Monsters and then Uh, They'll be back home again after that. Upcoming promotions include Belleville Bulls Night, and we're keeping the lid on some of the details, but I promise next week we'll have more information on what's happening with Bulls Night. We'll tell you some of the uh, alumni who are coming back and more. Uh, That's coming up next week. We'll also get Brianne Matthews on next week. Forget to know your FO. This week, thanks to Graham McPhee, thanks to Roby Arvente, thanks to Luke Richardson, to Joel Vanderland, as always, and to you for listening. One more reminder, please subscribe to the pod, give us a rating and a five-star review, and we'll be sure to bring you more sweet Belleville Sens content next week on the Belleville Sens podcast.